Hello and welcome to Peace of Mind. My name is Harshini. I'm Maddie. And I'm Shahada. On this episode, we're going to be talking about vaccines and their global economic impact. Yeah, so just to give some background about how a vaccine works, basically a part of the um, virus is put in the vaccine and through the vaccine it's introduced to your body and then your body makes antibodies. And these antibodies are proteins that help fight the virus. So when your body has antibodies for a virus, it's better able to prevent being infected if it does come in contact with the actual virus. And it also limits severe symptoms if you end up getting the infection. There's this common like misconception that vaccine will give you the virus if you take it. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, so that's not true. Um, A weakened or an inactive part of the virus is included in the vaccine, so it's not the whole virus. And then the idea is that um, once you're vaccinated, if you are then come in contact with the virus, your body is better prepared to combat it. What's the overall effect if more people are vaccinated? Yeah, so the goal is herd immunity. And this is basically when so many people have been vaccinated that the virus has a really hard time spreading. And this is very important for people that have weakened immune systems, cancer, HIV, or have like an allergy to the vaccine or something else that could prevent them from getting it because the only way that they could then be protected is that um, if everybody around them has been vaccinated. That's really interesting. Yeah, so an example of a vaccine made in the 1950s is the polio vaccine. So in the 1900s, um, polio was paralyzing hundreds of thousands of people every year worldwide. So in the 1950s, they finally came out with two vaccines and they were common in some countries and they effectively eradicated polio. But in other countries, the vaccine wasn't common enough to get that herd immunity and it didn't stop the spread. So in the 1980s, the world um, decided to do a worldwide effort to eradicate polio. But since that point, it took 40 years until Africa was polio free. Um, Also, to this day, Pakistan and Afghanistan are still not polio-free. So, why did it take countries in Africa so much longer to become polio-free compared to other parts of the world? So, I'm really glad you asked this, because third world countries, such as those in Africa and Asia, are at a major disadvantage. This is because vaccines are expensive, and also specifically thinking about the COVID-19 vaccines, affluent nations have already claimed a majority of vaccines. So, how does this impact the economy? Yeah, so this basically reduces the productivity of the global economy, but wealthier nations continue to get wealthier because if their health increases, their productivity goes up, whilst poorer nations continue to suffer, which in the end increases the disparity between the productivity of wealthier nations and poorer nations. 
Also, third world nations have a much higher population density and less means of high healthcare standards than countries like, say, the US or the UK, which is a big issue, especially when we're thinking about COVID-19 right now. Mm. But theoretically, all essential workers throughout the world should be getting vaccinated before any average citizen in a high class country in order to effectively distribute an umbrella of immunity, right? On one hand, it's important to understand that when an affluent country does get better, they will they will try to help those in poorer countries using their own resources. But at the same time, the, those people in those poorer countries, by the time they receive the vaccines they need, so many lives will be, ha- be have lost already that at that point, it's just really depressing. Yeah, so what does this look like on the other side of things for richer countries? Well, um, vaccines are easily available and depending on policy, they're already paid by taxes covered by the government. So like in specific terms like COVID, the US government will be getting access to all these vaccines that we need sometime soon. And it's mainly now about safely administering them to the public. What's being done about this huge disparity? Yeah, so COVAX is actually an organization that's co-led by the World Health Organization, and its goal is to speed up vaccine development and ensure fair and equal access to vaccines globally by helping out governments acquire them. And it's also supported by many higher income countries, which is really good because it helps decrease the economic gap and improve the overall quality of life in those poorer countries as well. And I know that some countries have also already shown interest in supplying COVAX with doses for vaccines for COVID and specifically to poorer nations themselves as well. According to the BBC, AstraZeneca is pledging to provide 64% of its doses to poorer nations. But even with this boost, 70 low-income countries may only be able to vaccinate 1 in 10 people. Wow, that's a startling statistic. Yeah, it really is. And, but there is still some hope. COVAX has been able to obtain 700 million doses of vaccines to give out to 92 low-income countries taking advantage of their offer. So there is still hope for these countries, but it could also still take many years until there is an overall umbrella of herd immunity worldwide. Mm, I see. Thank you for listening and be sure to check out our other episodes and follow us on Instagram at Bedford underscore Hosa for regular updates and health news.